Hi. Hey. Hey. Today I have a truly special, kind, and cute guest. Welcome to the show, Corinne. Thank you. Hi. Um, it's good to see you. Thank you uh, all for tuning in. Oh What's up, maggots? <laughs> oh my god, she's already tying it in. Oh, Corinne, um, so I've known you for uh, 11 years, I think. Oh, my jaw yeah. dropped. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel that long, but I guess, I don't know. But yeah, how did we meet? You want to tell the, um, the divas? Yeah, uh, uh, we met on the court. We met out we there on the court, yep. on the tennis court in yeah, high hell school. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, my freshman year, I joined the tennis team because my sister played tennis. Yeah. And she and I ended up playing doubles together. Dream Which team. is like, if you don't, it was a dream team. If you've never played tennis, it's where there's two people playing together yeah. against two people. Um, but yeah, so me and Corinne went, played tennis together. I played tennis in high school. I don't know if I really mentioned it much on the podcast because I barely play it now. Uh, do you ever play it? I just signed up for a like a queer tennis club. Oh, cool! Um, and I found a really nice racket on the street, like on a stoop. Oh, oh dang. and I picked it up, and the guy comes out of the house, and he is like, "It's a great racket. It's so new. My son just decided he doesn't want to play anymore. He was so upset about it. He was like, my son decided he has better things to do.' <laughs> oh, I, fuck! I wish I was there. <laughs> I'm just in it for a fresh. Fresh can, fresh popping cannibal. Oh, yeah. If I smell the inside of a tennis can. I forget, like, that smell. I haven't played in such a long time, and I haven't been on the court, and someone's like, this ball's shit, and they throw it in. It's perfectly bouncy, but, like, you know, there's some people in tennis who are very particular about everything. Yeah. And they're like, I have to play, like, a, with a new racket every match. Yeah, fresh strings. Where's my yeah. dampener? Or as our coach would call it, a vibrator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wait, so I guess we'll do a little tie-in. She's talking about the city she lives in. What city do you live in? I live in New York, New York. Yeah, hell yeah. The but bad banana. The bad banana. Is that what they, the locals call it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the real ones say. <laughs> real ones. Okay, good to know. Um, but where are you from originally? Yeah, tell me, tell me where you have lived, your history. I was born in San Francisco, California. Grew up in Oakland. Yeah. Had my coming of age in Elk Grove. Elk Grove, the town that I am from. And Corinne lived so close to me that I could walk. And I often did. It was so uh, nice. It was the only, everybody, it was this rural community and all the homes were so far apart. Yeah. So it was such a blessing to have somebody who I wanted to spend time with Aww. within walking distance. Yeah, it was very nice. Especially because like I get, I met you before I had my driver's license. Oh yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Oh, gotta, gotta mention her. Why do you think of Olivia? Sorry, total detour. I got to work her concert at Radio City. Are you freaking serious? Yeah, I was doing, I was like just checking vaccines at the start. And then it was so sweet because it's so many kids' first concerts. Did you have a fun time? I had a really fun time. It was a great audience. Everybody was so, just so um, unembarrassed and so excited to be there, <laughs> to be singing. I, so I was supposed to go, I tried to get tickets to a concert here in San Diego. I am um, a uh, 20 
eight-year-old by the time this comes out. This is coming out on my 28th birthday, guys. Um, yeah, that's why. This is very, very calculated and planned. I wanted someone I love very much, and I wanted to talk about a movie with someone I love very much, with someone I love very much talking about someone they also love very much. It's very, uh, it's just a circle of love. But um, I'm glad that you saw it. And yeah, I heard that she did Avril Lavigne and No Doubt covers. Oh, she did it. Honestly, I didn't even know what the other cover she did was. Oh, okay. And like, neither did everybody else. And that was the other thing. It was like, when she wasn't singing her own music, it's, you know, it's not like Miley Cyrus. She'll get there. Like, Miley Cyrus can sing any cover and it'll be the better version of the song. Yeah. And Miley Cyrus is somebody I I wasn't as into when I was a kid, though I did go to her concert. I went to her party in you the did? USA. Oh, you yeah. did? And it was right after Michael Jackson had died. And in, um, in Party in the USA, she's like... And it's you know, Michael's song was on. Yeah, she says Michael's song. So she doesn't say Britney. She says Michael and I. Oh, okay. Wow. But yeah, Miley Cyrus. And I was thinking about this. Like, when did... I was like, oh, was I a Nick kid or a Disney kid? And I always think that I gravitated towards Nickelodeon. Just like... And I was wondering why. And I think it's because I loved That's So Raven. I loved, of course, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> um, but... I think when Hannah Montana started coming on, I think that's when I started drifting away. Because you thought it was corny? <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. Like, I, I was too annoyed by it. it. It didn't feel endearing in the same way. Yeah. I think, like, and I've talked about this before, and I kind of regret that I was this way, but I, like, so Hillary Duff meant everything to me, and I felt like any... <laughs> girl who came after her could never measure up so I was kind of like very <laughs> critical of like Hannah Montana of like uh Wizards of Waverly Place of like so I guess yeah. like Demi Selena and Miley because I was like you will never be Hillary um which like they don't need to be I don't know it's just like kind of a sexist way of thinking that was very like popular back then of like uh you can't come for my queen but i think hillary is the type of person who would be like ah anyone can do what i did um she's so down to earth <laughs> she is she is she really is she and really that, would be so yeah what do you, what is your feelings on hillary duff and i guess you said you like lizzie mcguire but yeah what do you tell me tell me your relationship with her yeah well my uh i was just in california and i was yeah. driving a car that only has a cd player that's the only way you can end the radio, I guess, but to listen to music you want. And the only CD I had on hand was one of my first ones, which my friend burned for me. She just burned oh, the entire, I guess, Meta Metamorphosis album. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just listening to that the entire time, like the entire week I was in California. What is your favorite song on that album? I can't believe I get to talk to someone about Metamorphosis. It makes me so happy. Oh, wow. Uh I I really liked the math when I was growing up. I like up. the math too. <laughs> that was one of the ones that I would really, um, really rock out to. Of course, Sweet 16 is really fun, especially when you're driving. Yeah. Um, and then like there were a lot of songs that I would skip when I was younger that I, you know, was forced to listen to because I didn't have any other music in the car. Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, I don't know, like I never really listened to Where Did I Go Right? I, okay, I hate to say it, that's not super my favorite either. Yeah. It's just a little, like, kind of sad out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's also not, okay, wait, I'm, I'm, 
Oh, anywhere but here. Yeah, I really like <gasps> that one too. That is my favorite, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think why not is probably my favorite one though. Yes, of why course. Not. God, this is like fully, it's just so jam-packed with down. Yeah. Bangers. Really, yeah, with bangers. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think the same thing I also uh, about like Selena and Miley coming after. I think it was also like we were just growing out of it at that time. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I didn't want to I refused to show approval for it. And then yeah. also I remember when I went to the Miley Cyrus concert, I was dating this boy. Um and I was just was in the park. The, the person I think is. Yeah, who we went to the water park together with. <laughs> yeah. But I was in the car with his mom and his like five-year-old sister. We were dropping off this sister at school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to a Miley, like a Miley concert uh, this weekend. And the mom was like, we don't listen to Miley. What? And she was like, we like Selena. And then it really, oh. me because like after me, he dated a girl named Celine. And I was like, I was so... Um, distraught for years because of that. So that's another reason, like another again bogus. Um, Wait, that's the weirdest like, thing ever. You think she'd be like, that I don't listen. Yeah, th- that's so weird. Like as she uh, that uh, I can't. Her mom saying that is just we don't listen yeah. to Miley. Jesus, go. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Fly on the wall was just like too hot for her. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um. Okay. Well. So, what would you say your favorite Disney Channel shows? Um, were from like the late 90s early 2000s probably more early 2000s because I don't do you remember the 90s that well I know you were born then but Uh, I don't remember them that well um I think the biggest Disney shows like Lizzie McGuire like just a lot of Lizzie McGuire yeah and that's so Raven and I guess some sweet life yeah um yeah I think otherwise I was mostly like Nickelodeon Spongebob and then I also watched a lot of like I was still really into like small children's programming. Like, oh, like what? Baby shows, like um, oh. like Bear in the Big Blue House and stuff like that. I guess that was yeah. Disney. Yeah, that was Playhouse. Yeah. Playhouse. Oh, uh, Playhouse. 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 Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. I really yes. like Playhouse. Higglytown Heroes. Oh my god. Yeah, I watched. <gasps> oh my god, Playhouse. me too. Wait. Okay. I think I remember. Cause did you watch the Doodlebops? Oh, Doodlebops. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that I wasn't wa- Disney, was it? That was Disney. That was wow. Playhouse Disney. Yeah, like there was like a few shows on there I watched when I was like at the time I felt like I was too old, and now I'm like, you know what? They were good shows and they were cute and they weren't so babyish. But yeah, Higley Town Heroes was very fun and cute. Oh, Kim Possible, Kim Possible. Yes. Also, who was your so character cool. on Kim Possible? Oh my God! Well, I one of my early crushes <gasps> was Bonnie. Bonnie, she's hot. Was the bad girl, yeah. yeah. And it was like, also one of my biggest fears was like, I was like, oh my god, am I gonna have Bonnie boobs when I grow up? Or am oh, I was she has like, boobs? wait, like, who Bonnie has the has pointy like, ones? That's Kim. Kim has really pointy boobs. And then Bonnie has like round boobs. And they're high schoolers in the show. Yeah, but yeah. I remember, okay, now that I think about that way, so I, I was going to ask, what kind of boobs did you get? I don't know if you, you want to. <laughs> I think I ended up getting Kim's. Okay. I'm closer to Kim's than Bonnie's. And, and okay. I think that's my, and I think that's just the folly of life. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the things about um, growing up queer is never knowing who you want to be and who you want to be with. Is that like a confusing thing? Yeah. 
I guess you just told me that. And then I'm, <laughs> I, I have a habit of being like someone being like, I would say like green is my favorite color. And then I say, is that your favorite color? I always do that. Um, but yeah, like, do you feel like a lot of that happened through like TV and media or like, I guess in real life too, but like, did that add an element of like confusion to it, especially because like, there's not like much representation back in the day. Um, well, what's interesting is like the representation of, I have always been represented. I'd like, like my, me visually, like there's always yeah. been a blonde white girl, like yeah. of my side, like basically I, I never had a shortage of people that I could dress up and look just like, you know, yeah. from Lizzie McGuire to, um, you know, any other blonde actress that I can't think of. I mean, I think of like other celebrity crushes that I've had, like Brie Larson. Um, you kind of look like her. And she's also from Sacramento. She is. Yes. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know that. She went to my elementary school for like a, oh. a minute. Yeah. I'll have to call her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she'll, she'll answer her. for you. Yeah. Um, And like, I guess Anna Ferris and... Like, people like that where I'm just like, oh, I get, I like, I like, you know, little crushes on them, but also, like, they're kind of just reflecting me, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if I'm just, like, oh, so self-obsessed yeah. that I'm just so happy to see myself on screen. But I think when I think of, like, celebrity crushes, I think, are you, are you like, like, blonde babes or yeah. um, meet Curly or Gordos? <gasps> Oh my God! Wait, we have like the it's same either Lizzie or Gordo. guy. Yeah. No, I think like my a lot of like not okay. I like my boyfriend for other reasons, but he really does remind me of Gordo and like his size and energy. Um, he's so tall. Gordo or my boyfriend? Oh, your boyfriend? He's five eight. Well, he struck me as. I guess yeah. I met him when I was fifteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he seemed I, older to me. He was in college. You got. Yeah, I know. He was a whole eighteen wild. years old. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did you, like, how did you feel about your high school experience? I had a great time. I, I don't know. High school was great. I, and because I had good sports teams and, like, kept busy, I, you know, didn't find myself in too much trouble. I didn't really party or anything until um, I got into college. Yeah. <laughs> until, yeah. Like, senior year. Um, and even then, I barely did. I just, like, had, yeah, I had a... Overwhelming, like overall, it was it was positive. Certain, like just like early breakups were devastating. Yeah. But then I got homecoming queen. So I did not your senior year. I got it my senior year. Yeah. I did not. I don't know why I didn't notice this. Oh my yeah. god! Wow! Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Are you Thanks. still? How often do you wake up and think I was homecoming queen? Um, I'll. <laughs> Sometimes, like if I'm if I'm on a date, it, that's when it comes up most often. Really? Like, um, especially in New York, like being from California, like being like, yeah, I'm a homecoming. I'm a California homecoming queen. <sighs> what an image! And people are like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody's actually like, whoa. Like people don't really. It's not. I don't know. It doesn't really. I don't know. Do you like I remember, ever like you have your purse and you're pulling stuff out and you accidentally pull out your homecoming queen sash? I say that's so embarrassing, and they're like, "Yeah, that's so embarrassing. Don't keep that with you." <laughs> I also had no. I just couldn't believe that I was even nominated. Yeah, it's an honor. You know, like getting. They like told me that I was going to be 
they they told me I was on homecoming court, like one mm-hmm. of the people who was, you know, in the running. Yeah. By taking me out of class, like a security guard from school oh got like took me out of my class mm-hmm. and I rode the golf cart <laughs> with him across campus to mm-hmm. um to the vice principal's office, which I had never been to before. She's a good girl. And <laughs> and they there were talks of like I sat down in the office and the VP was like, so um there was a there was a like a selling of cannabis happening in the parking lot and your name came up and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Cause I had also just tried weed for the first time like oh a week I didn't know you tried it like in high school. Okay. I, I tried it once. Um yeah, I tried it once my senior year. Wait, where were you? I like to know people's first times smoking weed, at least. Um, I think it was at my high school sweetheart's pool house. <laughs> oh, nice. But then yeah. later that year, I took – there was a house party, and I, I – it was my first house party. First and only house party I'd ever been yeah. to in high school. And yeah. I took a, a rip from a bong and, <gasps> like, burned the back of my throat and then just spent the rest of the party sucking on ice. Um. Anyway, so they tell me like your name came up in this in this exchange of goods and I was like, oh, what time? Like when and and where? And they were like in the parking lot around five, uh, like five thirty. And I was like, oh, I was at tennis practice. I was at tennis practice. I, it wasn't me. I was at tennis practice. Oh, my God. Um, so I was like, thank God I have an alibi. And then I'm also, of course, thinking about my dad. Like, don't give them any information. Don't say anything. Like, anything you say. Can't oh, this is what your dad you. tells you. Her dad's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You went to Harvard? So he knows, you know, knows. the Miranda rights. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was, like, on the verge of tears because I, like, again, was trying to go to college. Yeah. And they see me like starting to panic and then and then they guide me into this other room where all of this like associated student body is there being like, surprise, you're nominated for homecoming. And, um, they like filmed it and I was like, this is so wrong. <laughs> this is so wrong. Like that is intense. I've never heard that kind of story about an announcement. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, that's her homecoming queen story. And eventually yeah, she didn't smoke pot and as far as they know, and she won. And then I won. Yes. Yeah, I think you're really, like, I think what I liked about you is that you're a very self-aware person, um, and you're very, like, yeah, you're so yourself more than anyone I met in high school, or at least, like, yeah, I don't know, and you're you're very smart, and um, get it, I don't know, you didn't seem your age, if that makes sense. You're wise beyond your years. <laughs> That's how I landed a friend two years my senior yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, baby. And I was cool, guys. And she was cool. She was really cool. <laughs> she had a car. I did have a car. A blue car. Um, I had a, a, a mid-sized Volvo that I hit um, another car with in my driveway. And um, and as, anyway, yeah, I got in a car accident. And I hit my um, garage door once and I made it go off the hinge because I was in a hurry to get to school. And I had to call my mom in fourth period drama class and tell her because I knew she was going to see it. And she was like, I noticed. Um, And oh, and when I hit the garage door, I was like, shit. And then I moved my car forward and then I hit the cabinets and broke them. So pinballing. It was awesome. Uh, (laughs) 
on that note, um, so yeah, the movie we're going to talk about today is called what, Corinne? Cadet Kelly. Kelly! So this movie came out on um, March 8th, 2002. Corinne, what do you think you were doing on that day? <sighs> okay, good question. I think I was, uh, let's see, it's only a couple days after my brother's birthday. Okay, nice. And you guys are born the same month. A week before, a week or so before, or a couple weeks before mine. So I was probably just planning out the details yes. of um, kind of cake and kind of. When am I? Well, you know what? I was I was living in um, in a condo in Oakland. I I so I and one of my only memories from there is like making a Barbie cake. Oh. You know, where you put a Barbie in and it's like a, the cake <gasps> of the, the dress. That's so cute. So may, I think that's what I was probably doing. Okay, yeah. So let's get into the movie. Let's get into yeah. Cadet Kelly. Okay, so the movie opens up. It's One Girl Revolution is playing. Um, One Girl Revolution. See- yes. Add clip of music here. And they're river, river. They are ribbon dancing. Yeah. And it's in New York City. Um, what do you think of that ribbon dancing? Being a free, I guess she's like a fourteen-year-old girl just living her truth. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. What? Eating dirty water hot dogs with her dad. Oh yeah. What do you? Do you how often do you have dirty water hot dogs? I um I really um my doctor told me not to eat hot dogs anymore. <laughs> Wait, really? Like specifically? Huge blow to me. Wait, yeah, why? Did, like, did he do an x-ray and he saw like a live hot dog in your tum and said, yeah, no he more. said, you got to get this thing out of there. Oh, my God. And then you had emergency surgery and then you kept the hot dog. Yeah. Oh and he God. won't let me eat it. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Kelly played by Hillary Duff. This is the first decom she has been in. I think it's the only one. Am I correct in saying that in your knowledge? I'm shocked. Yeah. But. I mean, because, I mean, Cinderella Story and Lizzie McGuire were both definitely Disney productions. Lizzie McGuire movie was theater because that show was so popular. Like, they're not going to do it on Disney Channel. Um, But, yeah, I think Hillary was just, like, on the up and up. And she didn't have time or energy or, like, you know, had too big of a budget, I think, for doing another decom and good for her. Um, But, yeah, so Kelly lives in New York City. Her parents are divorced, but they seem to have a good relationship and her... Stepdad is a military guy. Yeah, what did you think of all that? Uh, I was really rewatching it. I was really, um, I, it just like all seemed so conflicted. You know, I couldn't really? believe that. So her parents are both like artsy types. I can't remember what her mom does. Oh, she said, I know more. I'm going to do a lot less editing. So I think she was like a, I'm guessing yeah. this is what my boyfriend does for a living. This is a little inside <gasps> baseball for my life. Um, He's uh, he's an editor. I'm a writer. But anyway, so I guess that's what her mom did. And then she became like a homemaker. Yeah. And that was like her first time not working in the big New York City office. Oh and God. her and Cadet Kelly's dad was a, is a documentary filmmaker. Okay, that makes more sense. I was confused because he's like, basically, he's an explorer, but he always has a camera on him, which I feel like they're <laughs> trying to be like, look how high tech we are. But what struck me the most was like how she can go to this artsy fartsy school and mm-hmm. her mother can think, like, I don't even know how her mom met this guy, this military yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, they met at a wedding, they said. Oh. Yeah. She's like, they met at a wedding and they liked the wedding so much that they decided to have their own, is like how she described oh, it. Oh, very also, nice. I guess it's like, 
like, yeah, I know how cute, but like, it's weird because like in movies and like in sometimes in real life, like people who are very opposite end up with each other. But these two in particular, I don't understand what the attraction is. Maybe she was feeling like she was losing control in her life. And Mm -hmm. this guy promised some sort of like regimen. Yeah. something and maybe she didn't really respect her ex-husband i think she says something about him like he was too childish i guess yeah which makes she sense. wanted to grow up like yes. she wanted to grow up she wanted to have another baby i know she was yeah. having another baby yes which like very progressed very quickly because she told kelly i'm pregnant and then in the next like few scenes she's like a big belly the other thing that i i'm not a fan of is like it's just way too much change yeah yeah it was just, like, that was so, so traumatic for her. Yeah. Like, going from, like, moving outside of the city in the first place is a huge step. But then also, yeah. like, going into a boarding school yeah. is a lot. And, like, she and her mom obviously have such a close relationship. Mm-hmm. And that not only was she going to be moving away from all of her friends and this lifestyle that was so natural to her, but she would be, like, she was being punished for, you know, nothing. Yeah. And it's not because she was like bad at school or doing bad things in general. She's actually a very understanding person. Like, and she's nice about it the whole time. Like, she barely complains. Like, I mean, she, we'll talk about that later. Like, yeah. she does, you know, put up some, like, she's a little troublemaker, but <laughs> not with her parents, not with her mom. No, there's like a lot of love in the family. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think just something that the whole movie is trying to contend with, like, it, Six, it comes out six months after 9-11 yeah. and it's like all these kids are going through their parents going off to war. Yeah. Yeah. Too. And like maybe like kids going into military school, you know, like it's definitely like militarization is all over the place. And so for Disney to create this film about normalizing, mil- like making military family friendly I think it's weird that, like, I didn't even think about that, like, in relation to the 9-11, because I would assume this is, like, entirely filmed before that happened. Um, But, like, it is kind of crazy that, like, I think Disney had, like, an incentive to try to, like, be, like, because a lot of people got really conservative and very pro-military at that time because we were attacked. And so I think they were trying to find a way to get kids to accept that, like you were kind of saying, and especially because a lot of people's parents were going to go to war or their dads more so with moms too. Um, but yeah, I think like they are trying in this movie to kind of be like military isn't just like uniforms and trying to make everyone the same. It's also like a lot about teamwork and like, you know, we need to respect what they do. Throwing around guns is like actually something that can be quite beautiful. I don't know if that's like exactly what they're message was but yeah i think there's definitely some propaganda in there is that kind of what you think yeah definitely um that yeah so basically she goes to this new school and she's very fish out of water and there's a sergeant um named jennifer stone played by christy carlson romano Romano. what are your thoughts on this queen i of course even steven steven's famously sacramento Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Brought so much attention to our city, even though um, it was not filmed there whatsoever. But um, and they don't even they don't make an effort to make it look like there's like a part where they're in the forest. There's no forest in Sacramento. I Um, remember when Christy Carlson Romano started singing. Yeah. And I remember seeing a like a music video she did on one of the commercials on Disney Channel. And I went on to DisneyChannel.com. I don't remember, but she was like by she was walking and like stroking the hood of a car. Oh, and I went into to DisneyChannel.com where you could send an email to different Disney Channel stars. And I sent an email to her being like, hey, I think you do a great job on 
even Stevens. Um, my sister's also a brunette. Oh, um, that's so cute. But are you really sure you want to get into singing? <gasps> oh my god! You really god. think that's the best career move for you? Oh my god! And this was you as like a six-year-old? Yeah, probably like um, eight, seven or eight. Oh my god! I mean, good for you for voicing your truth. But yeah, so. In the movie, um, Chris Carlson Romano is playing this mean sergeant or whatever it's called. It's called a um, uh, platoon leader. That's what she is. And she uh, really doesn't like uh, Hillary or sorry, Kelly, because she likes, you know, wears a lot of scarves and bracelets and like refuses to change. She's not following the rules. Yeah, she is not. So this movie is very like. I think it's like a carbon copy, but like slightly altered of um, Legally Blonde. What do you think? I never even thought of it like that. Um, I guess in the way where it's like the message is girl power, mm-hmm. but girls are also the greatest enemy, like the biggest yeah. villain. Yeah. Until later, it turns out in Legally Blonde that the boy was. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. in Cadet Kelly, it doesn't it, like it doesn't turn out that way. It's just like. I mean, they they eventually, you know, come together. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, with the sexual tension between the two, of course. Well, this is still in the time of don't ask, don't tell in the military. Shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it would be another ten years until was... you could be openly gay. Ugh. Yeah. Like, okay, so I've there's a video about like that Christy Carlson Romano did where she was like, oh yeah, like Jennifer Stone was like a queer icon, or she became that. Do you think that's like what they were hinting at in the movie? I don't think Disney was doing that yeah, at the time. Either, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I think we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's just like to see a, a woman in power, like in control and with like no chemistry between her and the hot guy. Yeah, yeah. It was very like bad. they were like almost like arranged like to be together, even though like she thought he was kind of cute and he I think he had literally no feelings towards her. But yeah, what did you think of the hot guy, Brad? They're like, Oh my god, is that the cutest boy I've ever seen? Uh I I beg to differ. But what did you think? He's so cute. You think so? He was so yeah, he was such a he I think he was really hot. Like, I mean, you know, in the same kind of Chad Michael Murray, like yeah, very two yeah, thousands, like really devilish smile. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah, so, like, throughout the movie, it's just kind of her learning to be, like, a good military school student. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think, like, is the biggest plot point other than her joining, like, the drill team? When she's doing the, um, they make military school pretty much just, what are they called? Obstacle courses. But, yeah, so those obstacle courses were big for me. Mm-hmm. I, I also was shocked that she, how little self-awareness she had for, like, a New York a kid from New York. I guess she had a lot of self-confidence, but like... She did. Um, so, yeah, basically throughout the movie, like, there's a competition between the two girls, and then eventually they learn to get along, and there's, like, scene where they're, like, having a dance-off, and, like, Christy Carlson Romano, not a good dancer, very white girl. I've always thought Hillary Duff was a good dancer. What are your opinions on that scene and on Hillary's dancing skills? Well, Hillary just had more self-confidence, you know, yes. and like it, it was more fearless. And yeah. Christy Carlson was regimented in it. And like yeah. all, dance is self-expression. And, yeah. you know, if you don't know who you are, then you, you're not going to be a good dancer. I think that's really true, honestly. Um, would you consider yourself um, 
someone uh, who um, who can bust a move. Uh, we had a lot of rallies. We had so much school. We we did, and I don't realize that until I talk to other people who I like. My boyfriend, I was like, "Did you ever go to like your like rallies or like you know cheer on the team like before like at the end of school day you would go and like there would be like cheers and dancing and like cheerleaders doing very sexually charged <laughs> routines that made me really uncomfortable because all the guys were sitting there getting half oh, hard. Um, but he couldn't relate to that. Yeah, I we de- we had a lot, and it was like really. There was a variety of kind yeah. of performances. Like, yes. it was a really great production. Our I rallies. Agree. Yeah, I thought they were exciting. But I did not know how. I didn't feel. I only recently have felt comfortable dancing, and now like I love to do it. I guess I've just become less self conscious over the years about dancing, and I think also mm-hmm. dancing. For me, growing up, like it, it was never like school dances were just so stressful, and it was like Why? you're either like. Cut, like jumping up and down or f- like freaking you know oh my god yeah 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 or, like, I, never, slow I never grinded um with like at the dances ever like just because I never had a date and then I did it was never like any sort of romance oh, um god. so and I remember at the time being like oh I must seem like such a square but like do you think it's better off that way yeah I think <laughs> it's I think it was like so vulgar and so I, like I just don't think we it, I mean, self-expression, you know, like, what the fuck was yeah. I expressing? Like, what sort of self <laughs> did I have to express in the first place? And, like, it was just for show. It was, like, this performance, like, an act to, I don't know, uh, like. Show that you're sexually desirable. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, that's not even appealing, you know? Like, yeah. it doesn't. it's not even attractive to see people grinding with each other. It's no, not no, I've never looked at, at people grinding and felt like, ah, I wish I was that girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so in the movie, um, there's, yeah, like, see, they eventually, Kelly um, ends up joining the drill team. And she, like, at first, like, she's bad. But then she, like, kind of gets them to be more creative. And she has, like, a dance routine with Chrissy Carlson Romano that, uh, with ribbons, they brought back the ribbons. And um, they brought back the song that they had at the beginning of the movie, One Girl Revolution, hey. One and Revolution. they get, yes, they get second place, which they find to be a disappointment. But in the end, Chrissy Carlson Romano's like, we could have done it without you. And that's, like, when she finally wins her over. But, yeah, what did you think of that whole sequence i think it was great that they got second place yeah you know? i agree mm-hmm. especially in the whole like we're number one usa yeah i like don't i mean okay is there a movie okay i love like bring it on they get second place like oh. in raise your voice deep cut a hillary duff movie um she get she doesn't end up winning the singing competition at the end another thing we missed is like there's two like people in this movie who are like her best friend is like a black like girl who like is there because her home life is like not good and she'd rather be there and she's like to me being here is a dream compared to my home life and they don't go into that which they should have I think but like and then she's like there kind of to like offer her a bunch of like Kelly a bunch of help and how to like become a better student and better like she helps her like clean the guns for a drill team and I was like ah you know they're just like using her to push along the plot what did you think of that yeah yeah she was a really good friend <laughs> yeah oh too good yeah and I like Kelly opened up her home to her and stuff yes, but that's true gave her some dresses and like they had a slight makeover montage I guess it was also interesting when Kelly at the end is like I can have two dads but like she can't have two best friends oh uh, well yeah because there's <laughs> this weird line where her old friend comes in and she introduces her as my oldest and truest friend and Carla gets all like 
upset. Yeah, that's like a really toxic, honestly, like sentiment that came from our era, or at least like that I experienced where like you have to have a best friend as a girl. You have to have someone you share your life with essentially, like almost like a relationship. Yeah. And I think that's pretty toxic and it's made me very dependent on other people when I shouldn't have been. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. your, what do you think of that? Sorry, that's a lot to put on you. Right no, now. I definitely always felt like, I also totally felt that like that was always part of a narrative is to have a best friend. And I always had my sister. So she was always my best friend and then whoever I was dating, but I didn't really feel like, I mean, I had, I, well, yeah, until like you and I was going to say, I would have like, I think like in high school, like at some point you were like my closest gal friend who I felt the most comfortable around, I'd say, because I felt like you were really open-minded and smart and like, didn't, I think both of us were kind of fed up with the environment of our high school. And so you were like a safe space for me. Um, but yeah, so, and then there's another character in the movie who's like a Hispanic girl who I forgot where she said she was from, but she also is there to like teach Kelly how to be a better drills team. Mm-hmm. No one gets left behind. She said, Oh, she did say that. Geez. So they really are pushing the agenda. Yeah. I guess they just kind of use, um, I, you know, minority female characters as props to an extent and I think they're they're they probably thought oh yeah we're being like inclusive because we have like diverse cast kind of barely but um yeah it's just kind of like a typical 2000s film that like uses that tactic yeah but yeah it's just so hard to separate any of it from the war yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and like I don't like we said, we don't know how much they changed this movie to, like, reflect the times, especially because we were going into war at that time. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, it is. It really is. And I didn't think about that until now. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. But, yeah, overall, what would you rate this movie? Um, I think it had stellar quotes. Yeah. I love all the one-liners yes. in it. They did a great job. Um with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's I when I saw it, of course, like it got me so into color guard and it was one of my it was one, yeah. of my, one of my favorites. But now it just feels like a it feels like it it was just crazy to see like all these little girls, just yeah. like young kids being used as like Disney using kids as props for um some sort of you know propaganda because like they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I want to rate it high because Hillary Duff is in it and I love her. And I think she did an amazing job. I'm going to give her performance five out of five. The movie itself, I don't know. Uh, yeah, she did a I, great job. Then there, yeah. yeah. Even though, okay, it was like her character is kind of similar to Lizzie in some ways, but she's much more bold. She is clumsy like Lizzie, but yeah, no, yeah. I think she did a great job. I don't know what I'd give the movie, maybe like a two and a half or three. Um, I guess moving on to our lighter subject, the fashion in this movie. Oh, great. What did you think of the fashion in this movie? Best fashion. I love yeah. square. Um, I love square necklines. Yeah. I loved all like the droopy necklaces, just necklace yeah. necklaces. So many accessories. Um, beaded bracelets. Yes. Halter tops. Uh, curly hair. Sheer fabrics. Yes. Hell yeah. Mesh. 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 That was nice. Yeah. Like a lot of mixed prints. A lot of split neck t-shirts. If people know what that is. It's like where they, you cut it at the top. And it's like that's all over this movie. Lots of crocheted sweaters. Um, there's military clothes. We don't need to talk about that because it's boring. But yeah. Like a lot of like just cute. I love it. I thought it was really fun. And a lot of these styles are very like niche styles from the 2000s that I hope come back along with the like stuff. That's yeah. What, yeah. How do you feel about fashion now? Like the 2000s like Y2K aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I 
I think it's a really like friendly fun for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I guess it doesn't, I didn't, cause when I think about it, it's like, um, well, I don't know, just bold colors, but maybe that's just because I was a kid. Yeah. No, I know. It's like, like weird to think like, did I wear a lot of colors because I was a child or because that was popular? But yeah. Um, but you got kids yeah. today wearing like beige. I hate that. I'm and sorry. I would never wear beige. No, I thought I also I don't like it when people put a kid in a black dress. Like it almost comes off offensive to me because I'm like, you have your whole life to be sophisticated. Don't start when you're five. Yeah, that's my least favorite thing about millennials having kids is they dress them too boring. <laughs> too trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I worked at an Equinox. Um, oh, oh yeah, I remember in Boston or something. Yeah, and they and I was a preschool teacher there, and so it was basically just like people who were going to the gym and then would drop off their kids. And these kids would be in little Yeezys, just these crazy expensive clothes for babies that weren't going to be able to wear them in two weeks. I know that's that's such a waste, such a waste. I I love fashion. I love clothes, but I don't believe in like wasting a ton of money on it, especially for children. What, what's your relationship with fashion throughout the years and now and like evolving growing up in the two thousands? I, you know, recently I, I think I had a hard time. I like, I loved clothes. I loved getting like wearing clothes, like just getting dressed when I was mm-hmm. like eight years old and nine years old and 10 years old. And then when I turned like 11 and 12 and like throughout middle school and throughout high school, I feel like I had a lot more trouble wearing things that like I wanted, like I guess just, ex- again, like self-expression, like when are you comfortable with yourself and what do you want to say about yourself and what makes you feel comfortable? Yeah. And it's like, it's at like, that time, like, nothing makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> really? Know? Like, so do you think, like, it was hard to, like, find clothes, like, at stores that you felt like, oh, this expresses me? Or do you feel like even the stuff you liked was hard to wear because you had, a, like, it's just, like, the confidence that you don't have at the time because you're in yeah. high school? Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's just so hard to wear something that you like because it's like, yeah. well, what does it say about me that I like this or that I'm even wearing yeah. this? And I would wear so many like layered shirts in middle school, you know, like a tank top over a t-shirt. In when I was like younger, I would wear like dress and a dress and jeans. Uh, know, like, uh, I love that look. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Tisdale stuff. Yes. Um, oh yeah. And then, and then maybe that's why I've always found solace in sports is because I was always wearing a uniform. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, felt comfortable just wearing whatever somebody else gave me. Yeah. And in early high school, I wore a lot of, what is it called? I want to say cus- custom ink, but it was, like, Society 6. Like, these sides oh. with, oh, like, oh. unique prints that you could get the prints on a T-shirt. Yeah. And so I would wear, like, a lot of, like, cloud with mustache. Yeah. A rainbow scarf or something yeah. like a cloud blowing bubbles like really whimsical t-shirts that were very colorful and then I had a bad breakup and I just stopped wearing colors and I just felt so dumb for wearing really? anything like that Aww. um and then I barely even and then of course the dress code like you can't even wear anything that you like like that feels there like was I got dress coded all the time in high school for like having too short of shorts or like uh, wearing a tank top that like isn't wide enough or like wearing something that's see-through um and it was dumb because I feel like they kind of targeted me because I stood out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, and they, they, and it, like, they don't want you to stand out. Is that the problem? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, your your body, what you're wearing is being policed by society, by the pop, yeah. like, by 
by your classmates and by like what's cool. And then yeah. also it's being policed by school and by the government being like, well, what you're wearing isn't appropriate anyway. But it's like, okay, well, this is what the magazines are telling me what is appropriate for my age. So yeah. how am I supposed to wear something that I feel comfortable, I feel confident in mm-hmm. when you're telling me like, no, telling me no and getting yeah. me in trouble for it. Yeah. Chastising me for it. There were rules that were specifically set against women, like women's fashion, women's clothing, yeah. you know, because boys weren't going to be wearing those kinds of clothes, yeah. like shorts yeah. that were too short for them because they had other options. Yeah. And girls' clothing never came that long. You know, girls' shorts yeah. never come the, within the eight inches between your leg, your knee that it's supposed to be. Yeah, they like that was the big problem is like you bought shorts that are like kind of like right past your butt and you're not allowed to wear that at school. Some people got away with it, especially the cheerleaders. <laughs> but like, it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah, it's conflicting because you really can't feel like you can be trendy because most of the time you're at school and they will pick on women in particular. So and then when I went to college, it was like I went to college in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. like a little a couple hours outside of New York, but a lot of the kids who went there were from New York, were from LA, and mm-hmm. they just like had this style already. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I just was like, holy shit, people wear whatever they want to wear. Yeah. I don't know. It's just funny how fashion like informs not just like what you're wearing, but like it, it says so much about you. Um, but now what I'm now after living in this city for so long and like mm-hmm. it, it's so liberating because you really can just put clothes on, you know, and go like, anywhere. Oh, like it doesn't matter what you wear. Like it's it not, really doesn't matter what you're, you're not going to like. So I recently decided that like I was going to start wearing what I would want to wear in the way that I was when I was eight years old. Oh, know? I love, I love when adults are like, I'm going to dress like a kid because fuck it. And like <laughs> what? I love that so much. Only in the way where it's like it's spirited and and something that like like really what I feel like I want to be in because mm-hmm. I can get like I sometimes feel physically sick if I'm wearing clothes that don't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way. Like maybe not sick, but like, like my I stomach feel gets in knots. Yeah, because I feel like this isn't true again. With like this isn't who I am. Like people are seeing me and it's not real. Yeah. it's like it's not. It's yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, yes, yes. Um, what are your favorite quotes in the movie? Military school. <laughs> <laughs> Which was in the promo for any time you saw, like, this movie. And, like, um, like in the commercial on Disney Channel, they always had the military school. <laughs> I wonder if I could get this in the podcast. Military school? <laughs> no. Yes. It's perfectly cut. It's so yes. good. Yes. Um, it's so fabulous. So 10 minutes from now. So oh. She says when she's looking at the... I'm wearing dresses for the. I like, wait. Kelly says that. Yeah, Carla, oh, yeah, love that. Um, and then, oh, did you break a nail? I don't care. <gasps> Jennifer Stone says one. that. Yeah. Yes. Oh my anyway. god. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I have so much more to say about this movie and just um to you and with you and and like, it's so interesting to be, um, to have a recording of us for posterity isn't it fun like someone mentioned like the other like another podcast episode I was doing where he was like I like you know I can listen to this in 50 years and remember a very specific conversation that I wouldn't remember otherwise and I was like oh doing this podcast is gonna help me when I'm older maybe I don't know if I'll yeah. be listening to it but it's like wow I can look back on my youthful memories if I'm I don't know if I'm still in my youth but um <laughs> because a reminder guys I'm turning 28 today um but <laughs> yeah no, it's going to be cool. I'm glad. I, maybe this will help me 
get past my dementia or whatever I'm going to be struggling with when I'm old. We'll help you get through it. Yes. <laughs> You're not struggling with, with your friends. Friend. No. Um, but yeah, is there any place you want people to follow you? Is there anything going on in your life that you want to promote? Or yeah, what's up with you? Um, you can follow me at CoverUbAndUbNub on Instagram. Yeah, I'll put the I'll put the um, link in the description. Hey, and then maybe one day when I have my own tour of New York City, yes. you can see it. Yes, yes. What are you gonna call the tour? Uh, um, uh, bad bad banana. Um, yes. bad banana. Uh, bad bad banana trail. Bad 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 banana trails. Yes. We'll try it. We'll try it. We'll workshop it. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like, I like where we're going. Um, so yeah, listeners, if you want to follow me, I am on Jana of the nineties on, uh, Instagram and YouTube. And for this podcast, I am decom divas on TikTok and Instagram and decom divas pod at gmail.com. If you want to request any movies, that'd be cool. Um, Corinne, uh, is there any messages as you can make this as insightful, as meaningful or as silly as you want it to be that you would like to send out to the world on this beautiful day? Make love, not war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you, um, if you learned anything from this episode, you know, our stance on that, uh, peace. Love it um okay well thank you so much for joining me this is a really fun walk down memory lane and also a reflection on a movie that i might have not thought as deeply about but now i'm like wow corinne you got me to think a lot <laughs> i usually don't do that on this podcast so thank you it's just the tip just the just the beginning oh my god thank you it. so much Jana, for having me i'm so excited that um you've let this blossom i've loved getting to tune in and i'm so honored to get to be mm. um included in it so good to see you you too your passion oh god thank you you're so sweet i love you thank you for being my friend throughout all these years i'm happy that you're one of the few from high school that i still chit chat with um and i will be in new york soon hopefully and you come to san diego anytime um well i love you uh thank you guys for listening to this podcast and join us next time when you watch a disney channel movie bye bye everything that i want to be i am confidence in insecurity i am a voice yet waiting to be heard i'll shoot the shot back